Hi, uh, this is Mark Archer from Alternate. Hi, this is Ian from Dream Frequency. This is Slipmat, and you're in tune to the On The Rave. On The Rave. On The Rave! Podcast. Watch your bass spins, I'm telling you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. I am the one who escaped from work before everyone started getting ill, has got three days off and has done nout but cough and splutter, so thank you to whoever brought the chest aids to get our golf in Newcastle, Gav. And I am Addy. This is the way. <laughs> nice little Mandalorian shout out by Addy there. And welcome everybody to another episode of the On The Rave podcast. Addy, how's it going? I'm flagging after multiple podcasts. Yeah, yeah, we've just sat and had a bump my day of podcasts because it's the first time that we've actually managed to get a day to off together. A day off together, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, in a while. It sounds like a romantic um, a romantic day off. We're going to go for some romantic sushi after this, aren't Yes, we? I'm fucking starving. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, speaking of good, you know what else is really good? Music. Music. And guess what we open all of these podcasts with? Raver's Choice. So... We have been on to the book of faces to pick a tune this time out. And the tune has been picked by someone who has been requested to be on the show by so many people um, that, it, that it's just daft. So we're going to play this tune. It's Newcastle's version of David Hasselhoff. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Frontage Johnny, watch your crack. Um, you've picked this tune. It's an absolute bell there. We're going to play this as the opener. Um, but you need to come and be on the show, mate. Like loads of people want to hear what your banter, and they want to they want to know the songs that you. I think it's going to be the longest show ever. You think it'll be the longest show ever? I think it's going to be the longest show. The, ever. the absolutely biggest tongue wag yep. that any of us have done. I'm I'm putting it out there now. You're putting it out Long, there now. Longest show ever. <laughs> Sound. Um. Well, the tune itself is called Divide Rhythm, and it's by DJ Rap. Let's get some of it.
Good news, Bumpers. The big alert has been called off. It turns out that the early reports were wrong. All wrong. Now, for that group out there that had such a hard time getting home, sorry about that. I guess the only thing we can do is play you a song.
Beyond the Rift podcast is available absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. to download and you can get in touch with us on social media you can find us on Facebook yep. facebook.com forward slash on the rave you can find us on Twitter at on the rave you can find us on YouTube youtube.com forward slash on the rave we are on Instagram that's my favourite one then where you can find us on the rave with Addy and Gav where you can see pictures of what Addy's been doing during the week shenanigans shenanigans uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Basement Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase, and scream at Dom's on the roof, and she will give you ten percent off all oh, of your cookies oh, and oh, snacks. Oh, oh, oh goodness! Good. Oh, it's good. Ah ha ha! And there you go. That was a bit of DJ Rap and Voyager with Divine Rhythm, and what an absolutely banging tune um, that is. That was picked Pick by, by Fun Size Johnny. <laughs> yeah, Fun Size, you're one of the. <coughs> Sorry, as I explained, work has given me chest aids, which is going to interrupt us throughout this entire episode, which I do apologise for. Um, but you know, you can't, you can't help it. You just can't help it when there's yeah. aids going round at work. Um, Johnny, you need to get your ass on the podcast. Yeah, it would be really nice to sit down and do this with you. Loads of people want to know what your partner would be when it comes to this podcasty thing. So come and sit down with her. Um, Last time out, we had a super special announcement for everyone. We're just going to go back over those details for anyone who didn't catch it last time out. But On The Rave are officially in partnership with Lindisfarne. For the Saturday night. Yeah, so the dance tent at Lindisfarne on the Saturday night. It is the On The Rave tent. It is, certainly, certainly is. And you are going to have so much fun at this event. We can tell you who's playing. Um, uh, well, we can't. We can we'll tell, tell you one of them. We can tell you who's playing first. Us! That'll be us. We'll be the ones opening the stage for the night and hopefully we'll be involved during the closing stage of the night when there's a special mixed presentation for everyone. Shh! No more information about that. We can reveal one of the headliners. And that is the fantastic Shades of Rhythm doing a live set with all the bells and whistles and singing and emceeing and things. Yeah, it's going to be an absolute wonderful, like, legends of the game. Um, uh, You can get more information about what's coming forward from Lindisfarne, from our Facebook from our Twitter and from their Facebook and Twitter so keep an and eye out and don't forget for Gav we've got, a, we've got a DJ competition coming up in conjunction with Linda's Ford Festival yep. where you'll send in a mix we'll judge the mix between a few uh, and whoever wins gets the DJ after us Daft Cuts and Gets two VIP tickets for Lindisfarne. So, the last party of the summer, Lindisfarne Festival, is going to be the place to be come September. God damn it. The, like, God damn Pokemon games. Shouting <laughs> things while I'm recording podcasts. I wasn't going to get angry about it, but then... <coughs> oh, I'm angry about this cough. Oh, it's it's, cough. it's all coughs and Pokemons, ladies and gentlemen. It is, it is. But hey, we're about to sit down and have a wonderful conversation with a guy on Skype who Addy's known for a long, long time. A long, long time. Yeah. Mr. Um, Mike... Go on. Uh, Spliff Mug, a.k.a. Mr. Hammer Damage. Yeah. Um, Legend of the UK hardcore techno scene, I would uh, say. Yeah, and what you're about to hear is the conversation that we had with him on Skype. On the rip! E. Addy, guess what? What's that again, Uh We have got ourselves another one of those guests. Another guest, that's part. two for the day. It is, that's two on one day, a whole month's worth of content recorded in one session because we've got one day off together. <laughs> I know. And we're absolutely rinsing it for what it's got. Would you like to introduce the je- the guest this time, Yes, we we'll listen, we're, oh, we're going to have a conversation with the one that only Mike Monk, a.k.a. the Spliff Monk, a.k.a. Mr. Hammer Damage. How are you, Mike? I'm all right, mate. You? Yeah, yeah, we're all good. 
We're all good. We are zooped up on, uh, on all the caffeine you can provide. Oh, yes. Um, and, and ready to sit down and have a good crack. So for the initiated, Mike, do you want to tell everyone who's listening a little bit about yourself, about your background in music and where they can find you? Um, yeah, well, I make hardcore techno, I suppose. I come... Early influences, I suppose, were listening... Well, I come from a family with my mum and two elder sisters, so most of the music I listened to growing up was pretty shit. Um, stuff like Buddy Holly, Elvis Presley, Neil Diamond... Um, oh, I like a bit of Neil Diamond. Oh, I don't, but that's <laughs> the relentless overplaying of it, I suppose. Yeah. And then my sisters were into Culture Club and Wham and the Communards and Bronski Beat, and it was all just a bit of a, a nightmare, really. General 80s pop shit. Yes, you've got it, and singing along in the car and all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, that that comes up all the time yeah. on this podcast. It's enough to tune into hardcore. It is, yeah. yeah. Well, this so is it. Have... I think, oh, yeah, it's definitely kicking against it, I suppose. <laughs> definitely. Um, looking at your track selection, definitely, definitely. So I tell you what, let's, let's crack on and uh, and get on with the list. So you started talking about your early influences there. Um, who was it who played the music in the house? Although it was bad, it was. Would you say it was the sisters and the mother? Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. So, so um, they're to blame for the I, the horrendous early start. Hey, sorry, I missed that. They're to blame for the horrendous early start of your musical. Yeah, no. But then there was always shit on telly and stuff that was always pretty cool. So yeah, yeah. Soundtracks of the like. Well, yeah, I got more into that. Cartoons, Battle of the Planets. Oh, uh, it's a classic. Thunderbird, Thunderbirds. Oh, Thunderbirds as well. Don't All of the uh, early 80s. Transformers? Um, a little bit, not so much. Didn't quite get so hooked on that, I suppose. Right, just a little bit after. Sound. Um, so, uh, looking at the track that you've actually picked, um, is this a TV show that you watched all the time? Yes, this is sort of my time. So my sisters didn't like it, my mum didn't like it. So I got to sort of, I don't know, be me, I suppose. Yeah, be in charge of the telly for an hour. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what do you make of the uh, recent iteration of the TV programme? Oh, I'm still quite into it. It's just escapism, really. It's nice to see people like Neil Gaiman writing for it and stuff like that, so... Yeah, that's yeah, a popular guy. Yeah, Neil Gaiman had a lot to do with a TV series that me and my missus have been glued to called Preacher. Yeah, um, I watched that too as well. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a great show. Oh, yeah, I probably love Preacher. Like it was, uh, from the comics from the early 90s, because I was quite into comics as well. Right, okay. So were you the sort of quiet type that had the comics and would sit yeah. and watch Doctor Who and fight for anything you could get in the house that was it was it a female dominated house it was completely yes <laughs> what did, did you ever get tortured by your sisters um possibly yeah but um yeah uh who knows yes <laughs> who knows yes so what is it about this one particular version of this song that you've picked because like lots of people will recognize the tune but you've went really specific on this one why why is that uh because it's the time that i was into it i suppose um sort of late Tom Baker, late 70s, which is when I started watching it. But then it yeah. changed in 1980 and became a little bit more poppy and just a little, just generally not as good. Just not as uh, not as accessible, maybe? Uh, it's just not as good. No, the other way around, more, more accessible. 
the 1960, the original track was pretty cool, but then they sort of updated it to Series 4. And it stayed till 1980, so it's sort of the longest running, but it's the one I remember. Yeah, it's the one that gives you the most nostalgic feel, eh? Yeah, yeah. Well, in the 1980s, it went to Peter Davidson and it just lost its shit, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> A lot of things lost their shit in the 80s. Yes, for it sure. just happened, really. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll reveal for everyone what it is you're listening, what, what it is we're talking about. So you're talking about the theme tune to Doctor Who. Yes. Yeah. Um, what What is it about Doctor Who that particularly appeals apart from the escapism and your own moment of attention in a, in a female-led house? Well, that's pretty much it, I suppose. It is. It was just, I don't know, freedom to be me and enjoy something that I enjoyed rather than be pressured into shit that I didn't want to watch or listen to. Yeah, okay. That's fair enough. Like, yeah, there was, right? yeah there's, there's, no, there's no better way you could have put that, to be fair being forced like force fed all the other bits and finding what it was that you liked so let's play a little bit of doctor who's theme tune um this is the four uh, doctor who's theme tune four um uh, the version that was used as you said from Well, there we go. That was a little bit of the Doctor Who's theme for you. Now we're going to move on to number two, which is uh, Finding Your Own Feet. Yeah. So after the music that was sort of more pushed on you or the music you found when other people were trying to influence you, what sort of things did you discover for your own in the world of music? Well, really, I was 
more interested in films when I was sort of that age, um, right. and horror films in particular. Oh, really? What type? Like 13, 14. Yeah. Um, all sorts, really. And, and the, ch- the tune I've chosen comes from the opening of The Hunger, which is a film that was made in 1983. Um, and it introduced me to Bauhaus, which is something that was quite um, opening at that age. I was only about 11. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I started getting into the indie stuff. Um, there were quite a few tracks that nearly made it to the list, but things like The Cure, The, the Talking Heads, sort of, yeah. all that sort of stuff at that sort of time. Yeah, we love a bit of The Cure in this household. It's often the Sunday music, like yeah. tidy up, make some nice food, listen to The Cure. It's like a treat for yourself. Yeah, for sure. And uh, another reason I like this tune is because it goes on and on and on and on, which is something people will say <laughs> about my music as well. So. <laughs> Definitely. Like nine and a half minutes long, the original. So just, I yeah. don't know, it gives, gives them time to breathe. Yeah, you said the movie is from The Hunger. Is that That's the vampire movie with Bowie, it is, isn't it? with David Bowie and Catherine Deneuve and um, Susan Sarandon, yeah. Yeah, any opportunity to squeeze a Bowie reference in on you this You love podcast. a bit of Bowie, though. I do, yeah. He is, yeah, he is, yeah. He, he, he dies in that, doesn't he? He just gets older and older and older. Yeah, he loses his vampiric powers, doesn't he? Yeah. Sorry to ruin it for everyone who hasn't seen it. 80 spoilers. spoilers yeah. yeah, 80 spoilers for anyone who yeah. hasn't caught up. Tony Scott. Tony Scott film as well. He's dead now. Oh, yeah. there we go. Uh, cool. Yeah, that, that, that's a decent one. And the tune itself, and it, it's like it's synonymous with that horror genre, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah, for sure. But the opening of that film is him singing it live sort of thing in the club that they kill the people in at the beginning. Yeah, that uh, that infamous scene at the start of the movie. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, I see no better reason to play that track then. So uh, let's stroll straight on and play a little bit of Bauhaus. The tune is Bella Lugosi's Dead.
Well, there you go. That's a little bit of Bella Lugosi's Dead by the wonderful Bauhaus. Um, uh, amazing track, and The Hunger is an amazing movie for anyone who hasn't seen it. So get on with uh, get on with getting that watched while we stroll into section three of the podcast, which is first rave memories. So, do you have a memory of the very first rave that you went to, or like most guests, is it a bit of a sketchy one? Um, no, I've got quite a strong memory. I've got quite a strong memory of quite a lot of things which is quite weird really yeah like i always think that the raven is what's caused me to lose bits and pieces of my memory and then i remember and i have a think about it and the thing i remember most are the raves so it's like it seems a bit backwards doesn't it but what well, yeah, do you sure. remember what your first rave was and stuff like that isn't it that you remember and um stuff like that yeah the flashing lights and the smells and the sounds yeah for sure yeah cool so do you remember where that first rave was that you went to? So yeah, um, the first sort of free party um, was in January 1991. Oh. Uh, it was called Saddam Insane's Final Countdown. It was in some warehouse in Oxford. We had to drive to the Cheltenham uh, train station where some bloke was in the car park. Um, told us to go to Oxford, so we go off to Oxford and find it no mobile phones or anything then so right uh the, the meeting point in oxford was a petrol station just on the outside and then we told where the warehouse was and that was it wow amazing it's funny the old speakeasy method of getting into a free party like yeah, that that was that was well that was it back in the day yeah you well, yeah there were flyers i put the flyer up on facebook actually earlier because i've been digging through my flyers because oh, nice. for this stuff so was there anyone that you would recognise now on there? What, playing? Yeah. No, no, it wasn't about that then. It was just music, I suppose. The yeah. first sort of big party I went to, big rave, was Perception. in. Um, that was in August 91 in in Gloucestershire. Um, the Prodigy and Cola Boy played. Um, that was all right, I suppose. Groove Rider and all of that lot. But I wasn't really that into the breakbeat stuff. Yeah. Easy Groove played at that, and that sort of showed me a different sort of music. He sort of played the harder acid techno that was coming from Germany at the time. 
yeah, he's very much a pioneer back then of that sort of. I'm just playing a lot of different things that nobody else was playing. Well, yeah, for sure, and it was mainly acid related as well, so which was always good. That's right down your street. Yeah. Yeah, we like a little bit of analog acid rave, or I like a bit of analog acid rave in any case. Like, um, so what sort of things? What sort of other things do you remember from these early raves? Going was it was it more about the music or the party vibe for you? (laughs) It was just making friends, I suppose. We started doing our own parties sort of early night. Well, no, summer of '92 was the first one, and then we started properly in summer of '93. Do you have big free parties, parties or? Well, yeah, little parties in uh, barns and well, other people's property. <laughs> yes. Yes. I... Tunnels underneath train tracks and all sorts. So we had lots of adventures and shit. Yeah, you've got you've got to love some of the locations that get picked out for raves, like. Yeah, we did this one in a in a in a, a tunnel underneath this um, old railway track, but it was being used as potato storage. Ah. So there were just bags and bags and bags and bags of potatoes everywhere, which we had to move out of the way. Who the hell was storing the potatoes down there? I have no idea, mate. That's just like, that's the bit that's the most perplexing. Who the hell is like keeping potatoes in a in a tunnel underneath London? You know what I mean? No, not London. I don't come from London. I lived in Cheltenham at the time. Oh, right. Okay. I'm a country boy. Ah, well, that does make a little bit more sense. They needed somewhere to hide them from the sun, which will make them go bad. Let's yeah. put them in a foisty train tunnel instead. Yeah. Originally from Wolverhampton. I'm not from London at all. Just... Black country boy. Yeah, ended up in London because that's where the music was. Yeah. Ah, well, that's it. That, that, that's where it would have been as well. Well, that's uh, a free party techno. Yeah. But cool. it was sort of meeting up with Sean. Went to Castle yeah. Morton as well. That was sort of 10 miles up road from where I live. And that Sound. Ninety two. That was crazy stuff that was. Thousands and thousands of people dancing. Sort of when I realised that that was sort of the world for me. Yeah, there's something about being the man on the stage when everyone's dancing and enjoying themselves that really makes you feel good, doesn't it? Well yeah, and I just like being outdoors. I prefer to be outdoors and the claustrophobia of being in a nightclub to be honest. Oh yeah. Oh, well, there we go. Well, maybe we'll touch a little bit more on that on the next section. But hey, well, sure. I'm, sure, yeah, I'm yeah. looking at the tune um, that you picked for this one, and it's a one that has been picked for this exact section before on the yeah. podcast. Um, uh-huh. So there's someone else out there that had the exact same experience about you. What is it? What is it about this tune that oh, awesome. makes it your rave memory? Awesome. It was sort of breakbeat, but not, and sort of got a bit of everything, I suppose. Just something a bit different. And I vividly remember it from the first party I ever went to because it stood out. It's like the one tune that you just like stayed with you. It was possibly because of the sample and everything, but yeah, for sure, it's something I've. Well, I followed them later on and started by Rising High Records and all of that. So. Nice. Used to have my Rising High slip mats with hard as fuck on them. <laughs> <laughs> Make you feel part of the part of the collective, the conglomerate. Yeah, for sure. But it was, you know, because it's got a rapper in it, doesn't really sort of fit the the program, but it still works pretty well. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been a fan of this song for years like it's a proper banger yeah. um, it's been picked as I say before but that doesn't mean that we can't play it again so um, would you like to announce who they are for everyone and what the name of the track is it's Homeboy Hippie in a Funky Dread and it's Total Confusion Total Confusion Total Confusion Total 
you have it that was a little bit of a homeboy a hippie and a funky dread Odd. it's totally confusion it was total confusion the sounds of 1990 tam tam records um just one of those rave tunes that's just been around forever but was warranted with its longevity i think because it's oh. a banger an absolute mm. banger mate still goes for it yeah it does, doesn't it? He will, and you guess what? What's that? It's only time for the wild card. I still haven't got my air horn back. No, we will get some batteries for the air horn. But yeah, this is the point where Mike's chose to play his wild card. And we had listened to this tune earlier, and it's it's another absolute stinker. What is it about this track that reminds you of your first rate memories? Well, this is more when I started going to parties in London, sort of. 1993 onwards i suppose right okay 
uh, things like Eurobeat 2000 and um, Institute of Goa, um, just loads of sort of, they were in clubs, but it was introducing me to music that I'd not really heard of. And this was one of the things I heard there that sort of changed the direction I wanted to go in because it showed me that acid and techno work like nothing else, really. Yeah, that's it. Those early acid parties are the ones that I feel I really missed out on that I would have I would have really enjoyed. Uh, I like a bit of uh, the old analog dancing around digitally acidy stuff. Yeah. Well, no, it's just a vibe as well. It just, I don't know, I felt like I'd come home, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I just felt comfortable in that environment. Oh, for sure. And I still do. If I go to Live Evil, and I still feel comfortable. And they're playing at Live Evil actually soon, so that should be good. Oh, well, oh yeah, so. they are. I just saw that lineup go, Yes. Mm, that's a good one. Uh, so would you like to tell everyone uh, the artist and the name of the track? Uh, the artist is Zekt. The track is External, and it's from Adam and Eve Records in 
Cool, well, let's crack on with section four of the podcast. Uh, section four is when we talk about Festival Fever. So you were yeah. just saying before that you're a creature of the outdoors, so I'd imagine that you're going to tell me that you love a bit of a festival. Oh, well, sort of. Um, Reading, I went to in 1989. Uh, Glastonbury in 1990. Um, before it got all commercial, I suppose. Before there were cash points and all of that. The cash point side of it and all of that, I don't know. Takes it away. I used to go to free festivals, which were far, far more fun. Yeah, always are. They are like sometimes. Sometimes those free festivals, the ones you don't pay for, are the ones you have the best parties at. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I've done multiple Glastonbury's, but I didn't get to my first one until two thousand and one, two thousand and two, maybe. One, see, yes. So nineteen ninety, the Cure were playing on the main stage, and they had to stop because some woman got squashed at the front. Oh wow! I and think the, the the football was on as well. Cameroon were playing that night. I seem to remember. Ah, amazing. Oh, yeah. It's Probably. one of the things you remember. Oh, yeah, it was, it was a good night, actually. I really liked The Cure, so that was actually, you know, something special. But I have more seen... later on in life at free festivals. Yeah, I've never seen The Cure. I'd love to see Robert Smith. That yeah, I saw him quite a lot, actually, late 80s and early 90s. Oh, so when he was at his peak? Yeah. Oh, wow, I bet you that was quite an experience. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do. I used to love going to concerts. I still do, I suppose. It's nice to see them live and loud. Oh, as much as my background's in rave, I do not love going to see a band that I enjoy at a concert. Like it just, yeah, it's something about it sets it off. So yeah. when it comes to outdoor noise, when it comes to festival fever, what gets you going? What sort of things your festival jam? Well, I don't know. Sunshine mood, I suppose, is is more reggae, I suppose. But um, we have a lot of people saying that. Yeah, we do. Because it does, yeah. But then technivals. I've been to a few technivals. Went to one in Holland in 1998, and one in 2008 in France on a, an old disused airfield, which was fairly crazy. Huh. Um, but stuff like that, they just play repetitive dance music constantly, all the time. Yeah. But the tune I chose is because of, I don't know, it sums up summer for me. It opens all, all it hits all the right spots. Yeah, all the spots you need to, to start scratching that summer itch nice and early. Yes. Yeah. And it's techno. I did go through a few tunes on this. It nearly was GTO because they played that at Castle Morton a lot. Oh, what GTO tune would it be? Elevation. Ah, nice. Yeah, nice. Of course, GTO, who we've already had on the podcast. Yeah, right? we had Michael, yeah, Waller, sure, Michael yeah, no, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, sure. yeah, good crack, good crack. Um, well, what is it about this one tune in particular that made you pick it as the ultimate sort of a sunny day, outdoor festival mood sort of song? It does everything you want it to do, I believe. That's what I believe. I don't know, for, for the fact that it is fairly simple and it is just analogue, but John Selway and um, oh, things to come. Who's the things to come, Blake? Uh, Oliver Chesler. Yeah, that's it. It's Chesler and um, Selway. And both of them together made some of the greatest tunes in that sort of techno yeah. field. Undoubtedly. Yeah, there's Disintegrator and Koenig Cylinders. Yeah, Sweet. they were uh, absolutely smashing them at that time. Yeah. Well, it just reminds me of if you get to listen to this tune as the sun's coming up in the morning uh, and you're outdoors at a party, there's nothing quite like it. Sound. 
well, let's get the tune played out now that you've given them that imagery to have while they're listening to it. So imagine that the sun's going down or coming up at a festival. Yeah, standing with a Geordie within earshot with a megaphone shouting that wizards are kush. Um, uh, and you're listening to, is it Koenig Cylinders Carousel? Koenig. 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 I think it's faux German. They're actually American. So. Yeah. Oh, well, there we go. Um, right, well, that's Koenig Cylinders with Carousel. Brilliant. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> that was a bit of Coding Slunders with Carousel. Amazing, the sounds of uh, on 1993. The, and on the massively influential Industrial Strength Records. Yeah, I just get to mention more and more the further this podcast doors, doesn't yes, it? Yes, yes. It's like it's becoming the new prodigy, IST. Um, <laughs> Who took oh, over from the... Some of the best techno on IST always was. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing stuff. And IST is something different in this house. Yeah. What's it in this house? In this house, an IST is an instant shit trigger. <laughs> you know, like, you have a cup of coffee and a puff off your vape or a, or a cigarette at the same time. And coffee your bo- can poo-poo. Yeah, and, you, and your body goes, whoa, exit! And you've got to get yourself straight away. That's an IST. Oh, um, okay. That's what that's that's what I would refer to it as. Uh, do you want for the listeners? Yeah, there's some <laughs> lovely imagery for you all to take home. Um, let's crack on with Section 5, then. Section 5 is the shared discovery section of the podcast. Um... Oh, we missed. We missed. No, what happened? Section five, shared discovery. Yeah, I know it is. That's fine. Sorry, that's just me bumbling along. <laughs> section five is the shared discovery section of the podcast. This is the part uh, where we ask you if there's anyone out there that you think deserves a little bit more love, and whether you'd like to push them a little bit on the show. So, um, who is it that you'd like to share with everyone, and why do you think that more people should listen to them? Uh, it's a bloke called Natty. Um, he does reggae. Um, found out about him last year um, from uh, there's a website I go to for news and stuff called The Canary, and it was on there. And he was releasing an album ten years after he released the first album, um, remixing it around a bit, and wanted some money to put it out on vinyl. So I gave him some money and I got the vinyl, and it was phenomenal, really. It's pretty cool stuff. The original came out in 2008. I can't believe something remained that hidden for so long, but it's good to have opened that up. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. As, I, as I was saying, it's not an artist that I'd known of, but I was quite blown away by when we all listened to it through it. Yeah, because really there's a new version of it as well that he did with um, Maverick Sabre. But oh, nice. It's a lot cleaner and better produced, but I prefer the, the older, rawer sort of reggae sound. I like the raw reggae sound. It's like some of the earlier songs with Tootin' the Matals and stuff where you can hear the crackle of it coming back in and like it oh, just adds cool, a little yeah. bit to the music, doesn't it? He does intimate gigs as well with just his guitar where you can um, write to him and let him know and pay him a bit of money and he'll come and play little personal gigs on beaches and shit like that. Sweet. Oh, that's nice. It's good when someone like with a little bit of notoriety like that, he does things like that. Yeah, like, sure. I'm going to turn up at this beach party because a guy's getting married to his wife in Wales or something and play them a song. Do you know? It's yeah. Just give, giving back is little things that, that, that goes a long way with listeners and things like that, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah it's nice. He's British as well, which is always good. He is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah from this song, particularly, a very sort of based in Britain. But there's other tracks on the album and... I don't know, it just touched me. Some of them make you smile, some of them can make you cry, which is, you know, not a bad ability as a, an artist, I would imagine. Uh, that's it. It's definitely something that'll give you an advantage. <laughs> For all the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> cool, well, let's play a little bit of Natty. Uh, do you want to tell everyone why it's this song that you've picked? Um, Just because uh, the lyrics mean something, I suppose. And cool. yeah, it's just something different. Well, there we go. And so um, on the On The Way podcast for the shared discovery, um, we are going to be sharing a tune by Natty and the song is called Coloured Souls. Mm-hmm. 
Sometimes we jump the train fare to get to where we're going. Sometimes we're hooded up and so you hear the sirens start blowing. Get locked up or knock your girl up just to find a place to stay. Prices rising, wages stay the same as how it is today. We are all just colors, so in these black and white towns we roam. We are all just colored so in these black and white towns we About our school days when we were carefree. Cause 13 grand a year means you're left with nothing but worries. And so we smoke away our problems, or we drink until the sun comes up. Why does it always feel like all we've got is waiting for our numbers to come up? So many young faces are trying to find their places. Places forgot about these huge they created. We are all just colored souls. In the black and white towns we roam. We are all just colored souls. In the black and white towns we PlayStation generation, Xbox up on your CCTV. You can file us under Hoodio Asbo as you take away our identity. And still we sing.
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the most confusing segment of the entire of the Podscaping universe. Welcome to... Adi versus Gav. Tra-la-la-la-la. Adi versus Gav. Tra-la-la-la-la. You see, it's still a working project, it but it's getting better. Like, like, um, believe it or not, that was totally just improvised. Where <laughs> yes. we, have, we have not been practicing it. Sorry for momentarily being stunned at our... Uh, totally in sync there yeah that was uh, that's a little bit weird like women who hang out for too long (laughs) and then their periods all happen at the same time unusually weird it's the moon cycle of Addy versus Gav in clap clap and sings well there we go like the synchronised sing clap promo Banner was uh, was definitely on point right there but hey welcome back to Addy versus Gav Um, last time out we discussed the best tracks played by an artist um that had played a backlash, backlash yes. Um, in homage to Backlash, who uh, will be celebrating being dead for eleven years. Yes. Um, uh, which is uh, obviously a nice oh. little homage to one of the nights that brought a lot of rave to Newcastle. Bringing rave to Newcastle, yeah. like the calls. Yeah, like <laughs> like the calls. Um, uh, and the clear winner on Facebook was. It's me again. Oh, I've run out of fingers. Oh, he hasn't got enough fingers. I again. haven't got enough fingers. Ten plus many. Yeah, what is it? Is it I think it's it, eleven. It, I thought it was 12. eleven or twelve. Eleven or twelve. Twelve one. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but Addy won again, and Addy, uh, the votes were for Limewax. Agent Orange. Yeah, so we're gonna have a little bit of Agent Orange coming up for you next. But we're gonna start the new year with a whole new theme, and this time out, the theme is going to be party prescriptions. Yeah. So we're gonna. <laughs> Addy needs a party prescription to stop him from dying a death on the sofa. Um, no, the pair of are, are uh, <coughs> a bit chesty. We are. It's the, it's the, you know, it's the Christmas season. It's the Christmas flu season. What can you do? Um, but in any case, this time out we're going for songs that are about or insinuate party prescriptions. Um, last time out, I believe it was me that went first. So Addy, would you like to let everyone know what song you're picking for this category? Well, I am going to pick. There's a few, and a few of them. Since I've been thinking about it, I've actually left my head. So it's only left us with one in the brain, and that is Rob G, Ecstasy, You Got What I Need. Ecstasy. There you go. Um, uh, I, on the other hand, I'm going a, a little bit a, a, a little bit cheesy, um, and I'm going to go for Ebenezer Good Ooh, uh, by The Shaman, uh, because that uh, that song literally sings, he's a good, he's a good, he's Ebenezer Good. So, yeah. Has anyone got any viewers? But in any case, we'll crack on and get some line wax on for you. I'm pretty sure this was uh, this was a bit of a fix, like because I heard a rumor on the grapevine that uh, Alex Koo was just making more and more fake profiles and selecting the panacea. That's fake news, Gaff. Fake, fake news. Yeah, fake, fake news. news. I got like, yeah. I suppose if I don't have proof, I shouldn't uh, insinuate. I could get them for slander. Yeah. Oh, dearie me. Sued by Koo's hot sauce. You'd think I'd know. Oh, that would look like yeah. Oh, we could get sponsored by Q's Hot Sauce. That we would could. be nice. That you get a little, little yeah. adverts on every, uh, on every, uh, on every one. That would be well. We did try to make that advert that time, but we were in the did, hotel. We did try and make an advert in the hotel, but we were, uh, we were very drunk. My phone is just on, on a whole. That's my fault for if I messaged you. Oh, there we go. Still sat recording in any case. Uh, anyway, anyway, let's get back onto the podcast. Yeah, let's. Play a little bit of Lime Works and the tune that won the poll was. Da, 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 it's Agent Orange. Da, 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 da.
Beyond the Rift podcast is available absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. to download and you can get in touch with us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, yep. facebook.com forward slash on the rave. You can find us on Twitter at on the rave. You can find us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash on the rave. We are on Instagram. That's my favourite one then. Where you can find us on the rave with Addy and Gav where you can see pictures of what Addy's been doing during the week. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Basement Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase and scream at Dom's on the rave, and she will give you 10% off all, all of your cookies oh, and oh, snacks. Oh, oh, goodness. Oh, it's good. Section six of the On The Road podcast is the moment where I ask the gentleman who today is sitting to my right to set the scene. So, Mr. Splitmug, you've walked into some grotty underground warehouse in London for some free party techno. There's lots of punters all around you to your right and your left out of their tiny little minds on pickers. You get to the front and the DJ just plays the greatest song that you've ever heard in your life. Are you hands in the air or are you screw facing down? I'm screw facing down, I am, for sure. There we go. That's two in a day for screw facing. Um, because our first guest from earlier, Juliet, who was lovely, um, she picked screw facing as well. What is it? What, like, what sort of tunes makes you put on your screw face? Oh, I don't know. Just hard acid, I suppose. Or I don't know. The cheese, the tune I've chosen is because it's live, I suppose. I heard it live, sort of early 90s, first sort of experiencing parties in London. Yeah. So are you the type that would be at the barrier, punching both fists down? Uh, occasionally. I, I like to uh, gravitate towards a speaker normally, not normally the middle. So I'd be left or right. Yeah. We're front, right. front right, We're front, right. right. front right all night. That's where yeah, you find I'd us. There with my head in, head in the hole. <laughs> yeah, <coughs> just waiting on the bass face in that. You've got it, yeah. Yeah. So, are there any tunes out there that would maybe make you be arms in the air, or is to do most things when when it I hits you? I don't think I do it. I don't think I would 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 do it. I don't think I'd put my arms in the air for anything. <laughs> right. Well, there you, there you go. That's absolutely fine. It's like an open challenge to musicians it is, everywhere. It, it is, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it's overzealous. I'll sing along if I like the song, but yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be some sort of piano old school track out there that'll make you expose your armpits once you've had a few drinks and that, like. Oh, dear. Yeah, I was never really that keen on the piano moments. Oh, well, there you go. That'll be why you definitely got no arms in the air. We always yeah. find that... Anytime... I swapped all my DJSS records when sort of Roughneck Records and Rotterdam Records came along. Oh, right. Well, it's, okay. a, it's a good swap. Yeah, well, I had to finance the new well. records, so the old records had to go. So it's a bit you've got of a to make space. Back. Yeah, you've just got to make space sometimes, haven't you? There's just so many of them. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Sound. Well, what is it about the tune that you've picked for the list today that puts a screw on that face? Um, I don't know the intensity. I suppose. Um, Seeing a total output PA is is an experience in itself. Just the energy that he used to put into it, well, he still does. The energy that he puts into it is phenomenal. And the output is fucking brilliant. I've, yeah, never had a bad time at a party where he's played live, really. Definitely not. Sean's a banger. Yeah, a total banger. Yes, they don't bang more than him, I don't reckon. Nope. Ha! Huh. Sound. Um... 
Well, the tune you've picked, as you said, is a total output tune. Um, uh, and let's put a challenge out to people uh, who are listening. So let us all know in the comments whether or not you are screwing your face and punching to the floor or whether your fingers are reaching for the ceilings during this track. Uh, we're about to play out for you, Total Output, and the tune's name is Density. Density.
and there you have it. That was a bit of density by Total Output. Um, that was the screw face moment. And let us all know in the comments whether or not it put a screw on your face. Or I'm guessing proper screw face all the way on that yeah, one. Yeah, it's, it's an aggressive one. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm not seeing hands in there anywhere. Yeah. No. no. I, I, I love the name of the carousel earlier. Yeah. For sure. Definitely in that one. Not so much on Sean's. No, not, not, oh, not so much. In fact, next time, I, next time I go and see him live, I'm just going to wave my arms in the air through his whole set and just ruin everything. <laughs> Get in. Well, section seven of the podcast is the dedication section. Um, as a DJ, people will probably come up to you all the time and ask you to play a certain track, and we are turning it on its head and allowing you to play a track for someone out there. So, is there someone out there, or a bunch of people, or a, 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 a certain conglomerate of ravers that you would wish to play a track for? Who are they, and what is that track? Uh, it's my mate Nod. If anybody's met me, they've probably met him. Definitely. Um, he's my partner in crime. He's been my partner in crime since 1993. Um, went to America together. I made films over there. Um, for a little while in the end of 95 96 with him and he's just been my best mate since the reason i've chosen this tune is because it's one of his favorites and we've got friends who nods choice is always doa so everybody looks forward to obviously nods choice when it's chosen right, depending on which way you want to go i suppose but yeah it's to my best mate i suppose and partner in crime, and it's not, and it's no. DOA, and it's total annihilation. Can't say fair on that. No, it's absolutely not. A disgusting track. Yeah, motherfucking New York hardcore from 1996. Let's absolutely get a massive chunk of it.
Again, on industrial strength coming out in 1996, and like that's just an absolute banger. We've played DOA before on the podcast, and we'll probably play them again um, because they're one of those quintessential hard, hard, hard ass bands. Um, but let's move on to the bone of contention, which we call guilty pleasures. So, wh- where do you lie on on guilty pleasures? Do you believe they exist, like in real life as well as in music? Um, I don't know. I found found this question a bit bit worrying, but. I don't know. I'm not ashamed of any of the music I listen to, so I don't know. For a time, I was going to put a Suzanne Vega track in there because, you know, some lady singing with a guitar, you don't expect that from a hardcore producer. But I, I quite enjoy her music. And then I thought about the orb, it's ambient. It's not really what I listen to. But So, no, I, it's it's weird. I don't, I don't find that I need to hide what I listen to to anyone. But this is possibly my guilty pleasure is listening to soundtracks. I've always done it since I was younger. Right. Yeah, well, we were talking about this recently, and I was saying that one of my guilty pleasures is songs in animated films. You know, like the big the big silly musical number where all of the characters sing along and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's I'm not, not keen. You know, I'm not really a musical theatre sort of guy these days, and yeah. it just it just gets to us, and that that's, that's like a guilty pleasure. And then when the more you think about it, it's like, do you know what? I'm not really bothered that people know I like that. Well, no, so, exactly. You can stand on both lines, can't you? Yeah. 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 I've, I've admitted to list liking Suzanne Vega and the Orb, which I don't know is necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, but hey. Oh, well, that's it. Like, I've, <laughs> I've got a thing for boy groups who do vocal harmonies. Yeah, Gav loves uh, a good vocal harmony. I do. Mm. I love a, lo- a good bloke doing a vocal harmony. All Especially around it. Staggered and stuff. A bit of fire. I used to be in a choir when I was much younger, but I really don't want to go into that. <laughs> oh well, there you go. The dark secrets are coming out. Right, I'll share one of mine. I was a Cub Scout. What about you, Eddie? I was a cunt. You were a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I was a literally Cub Scout. from day one, from dropping yeah, out. I don't know if that was a secret. Worst thing <laughs> life. <laughs> Get in. So, what is it about this theme tune um, that makes you keep going back and re-listening to it? I love Richard Band stuff. He's it's because it's a play on Psycho. Uh, which is Bernard Herrmann, who's probably one of the one of the best um, soundtrack writers. But yeah, it's uh, an ode to him, really. It's very reminiscent of the Psycho soundtrack, and yeah, it's one of my favourite films from the mid '80s, really. I like the way it slow builds and then it hits, and it's got something. Like there's there's something there, something a bit acidy, something that draws you in, isn't there? Oh, for sure, yeah. The um, stuff he did for From Beyond as well is pretty phenomenal. I've sampled that in tunes that I've written. Cool. Nice. Well, uh, why don't we play the track for everyone? So um, the track is, well, the the guy who produced it was Richard Band. Uh, uh, It is the main title theme from H.P. Lovecraft's Reanimator soundtrack, um, which was originally released in 1985, yeah? Yep, for sure. Spot on. Well, let's get a little bit of uh, the main theme from Reanimator.
Alrighty, there you have it. There is a little bit of the prologue slash the main theme from Reanimator. Um, being <laughs> tremendous out. film as well. Yeah, yeah, it is a tremendous film. Um, uh, and a nice little snippet. And as I say, I hope that all of you felt the appreciation of that little kick drum as it as it bangs in midway through that leg. It's a bit spot on. I quite enjoyed that. Um, but let's draw on to question nine, where we talk about your opinion on who is the greatest of all time. So let's talk about goats. So, was this a difficult one? Was there, was there many people in the running for this? Uh, a few, but it, it was all in the sort of same sort of category. It was all soundtrack stuff, really. John Carpenter yeah. obviously was up there. John Williams yeah, right. because of Star Wars. Yeah. Pretty much ruled my life since I was about 12 years old. Yeah, so uh, do you, and Howard you have quite an appreciation for soundtracks from movies, don't you? Yeah. Well, I just like films. I've always been really interesting films hopefully one day i'll make them but yeah we'll see but yeah the music in films is is powerful stuff because obviously they've got a i don't know i prefer the weirder stuff like john carpenter and and um yeah harrod shaw the early david cronenberg films that was all very synthesizer weirdness which is always pretty good obviously vangelis blade runner all sorts of good oh yeah stuff. the blade runner the original music from blade runner is amazing yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's very much of its time as well, but like uh, of of its setting. Sorry, like the music really matches the futuristic, desolate setting, doesn't it? Yes, which is no longer futuristic, man, because we've gone past it. Yeah, we've gone past yeah. that date now, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're, we're past two thousand nineteen. Like we can move on. Yeah, that's it. It's like when you watch the old Transformers. Though, can you? Say that again, sorry, mate. I can't see any floating cars. Can you? No. No, not yet, but we're not far away from it. Not suggesting constant rain or people speaking Chinese, but hey, no floating cars. Very disappointing. Yeah, the one bit that you really wanted to be true. (laughs) For sure. And where are the androids? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we do have drones delivering parcels now. (laughs) Yes. All all of the future shit. So what is it about this artist in particular that's made you declare them as your greatest of all time? I was lucky enough to see him in 2001 at the Barbican Centre in London. Right. Um, he was 82 years old. Some bloke carried him onto the stage and some bloke carried him off the stage and he conducted an orchestra of over 100 people. And it was insane, really, doing all the greats, I suppose, the good, the bad and the ugly, um, the mission. But the reason I like him is more his weirder soundtracks. He did the soundtrack to The Thing by John Carpenter, which was pretty cool. Oh, cool. And he also did Exorcist 2, which although is a really shit film, the music is, again, pretty phenomenal. The track I've chosen is from For A Few Dollars More. Um, and I don't know, it's just reminds me of I don't know the music itself is all right uh the beginning bit's very mellow and then all of a sudden you get this massive organ hit in the middle which is just bizarre and that's what he does it's just sometimes it's very quiet and then sometimes it's full on and we like that I've taken that into my own music production oh yeah that's good I mean it's it's nice when music has that variety when it can have subtle moments and then be more full-on yeah it's the journey it takes you on isn't it Oh yeah, with this it's the simple idea of the pocket watch having a tune and then building on that and 
going into his usual spaghetti western madness. Cool. Well, why don't you reveal for everyone uh, what's going on? So the name of the person who your goat is... Uh, Ennio Morricone. Um, who is just Second a super well-known producer, conductor, um, composer, um, and has, has a massive catalogue of particularly Western stuff behind him. Yes, early 60s, yeah, that's what he was doing. But then he did horror films as well. He did some Dario Argento stuff, which is a bit more obscure, but there's some weird films there. But he did some music for him, and also with John Carpenter as well. Nice. Amazing. Well, yeah, very well-travelled man and a very different way to look at the goat. Um, I don't know if we've ever had anyone approach it in this direction, have we? I'm just laughing at the phrase, a different way to look at the goat. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I suppose go, yeah, go. Yeah. Um, so let's go for the, the tune you've picked is called 60 Seconds to What? It is, yes. And it's from for a few dollars more. Right. Well, let's get it played.
Yeah, well, there you have it. That was the amazing uh, Ennio Morcone with 60 Seconds to What, which is from the A Few Dollars More soundtrack. Um, that's the Dirty Harry trilogy, isn't it? Uh, no, Spaghetti Westerns. It's the Fistful of Dollars, that's the one. The Good, the Bad and the Ugly. Yes. It's uh, there we go. Right it's after a wrong trilogy. film. Yes, there you go. Uh, right after a wrong film. Cool, well, thank you very much for taking your time to sit down and have a chat with us. It's been really interesting looking at the, the different way that you've approached the list with your very movie-based, like quite movie-based co- uh, edition. It's the first it. time we've had anyone play so many soundtrack tunes. Yeah, it is, but it's good. Yeah. Like, it just That's goes where to I come that... from. Yeah, well, it's about your personal journey, you're not anyone else's. That's the, oh, the yeah. joy of the questions. They can be taken any way you want. Yeah, that's it. What we'll do is we'll scroll into section 10, and section 10 is when we talk about your personal anthem. So was this a difficult one, or was it something that just jumped out at you straight away? Uh, there were a couple of others in, in competition. But this Ooh, is... so what were the contenders? Hey. What oh, Cyprus I want to get high was going to be one of them, but then, you know, WWE, I'm not sure that would have gone down so well. Um, but this, I reckon it worked really well in WWE, but I just don't think I'd be able to live up to it. <laughs> so your entrance would probably have more energy than your actual wrestling style. Yeah, for sure. But this is a game <laughs> I've always used to play. I've, I've played it pretty much to death, I think. Um, just, every time you do a set, it gets slipped in there. Uh, most of the time, yeah, yeah. Right, right the things that I did, and, and I've always done it ever since I bought it, which was probably back in 1994, which is quite scary, really. But yeah, it always features on mixes. There's four different remixes on that EP, so you can play whichever one you fancy on the day, sort of thing, which is good. Yeah, it's always good to have that sort of variation of a tune that you really like. Yeah, and it's always got that bit in it, and it's that, that little bit with the. Yeah, everybody knows. And when it comes in, it just yeah makes people go ballistic. So yeah, I thought that would work quite well as my personal anthem, just because I used to love it so much. Well, I still do. I would still play it, and it's not that fast either, but it's heavy as fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely heavy. Yeah. That's a beast of a tune, and a beast of an artist as well. Like there's something about their. Uh... Is it the same critical mass from Holland? It is Critical Mass from Holland, yes. He oh, did severe that's... trauma. The severe yeah. trauma he yeah. But yeah, on a British label, which is quite odd. And Lenny yeah, does a mix as well. That's what Brewers I was just like, oh, I wonder if it's the same person or just someone using the same name. Yeah, no, I believe it is the same people. Yeah. I thought it'd been released on something else other than that, but I had a look and it doesn't seem to be. Do you know what I mean? I thought that kicking yeah. up licensed it like um Alex it's like some of those early stuff just get used to get shipped around a few labels and someone else would pick it up and someone else would pick it up i know i've got energy flash on three different labels or something like that oh yeah yeah for sure i've got yeah the rns and then the rns uk and but yeah yeah it's what happened but i i don't know i can't find psychotic break anywhere else but apart apart from on that um record which is weird on that remixes ep yeah Cool. Um, well, for the personal anthem track, uh, we're going to play a little bit of Critical, critical Mass. Um, it's been lush getting to sit down and talk with you. Um, uh, where can people find you if they want to find some of your music? Uh, flamingpigs.co.uk. 
There we go. <laughs> the wonderfully named flamingpigs.com.uk. Nothing to do burning policemen whatsoever. <laughs> well, there we go. You know, we'll post for... that on our, on our Facebook site. And, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll traction. We'll we'll share some love with that link. A link that makes you giggle is always worth a share. Um, but for the final track on the podcast, for the personal anthems track, you've chose Critical Mass, and the tune is called. Oh, sorry, Psychotic Break. <laughs> no problems. The original mix. The original mix of Psychotic Break. This boy has had a serious psychotic break.
The On The Rift podcast is available absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. to download and you can get in touch with us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, yep. facebook.com forward slash On The Rave. You can find us on Twitter at On The Rave. You can find us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash On The Rave. We are on Instagram. That's my favourite one then. Where you can find us on the rave with Addy and Gav where you can see pictures of what Addy's been doing during the week. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Basement Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase and scream at Dom's on the rave and she will give you 10% off all, all of your cookies oh, and oh, snacks. Oh, oh, goodness. oh it's good. Oh, it's good. And there you have it. That was the final track picked out by Mike Spliff, by Mike Monk, by, by Mike Spliff Monk, Mike Spliff Monk, Mr. Hammer Damage himself. Uh, that was a wonderful conversation, and he had some really good points about music overall. He did um, a very interesting points, you know, a different way of getting through the questions. Yeah, that's it. I mean, there's nothing stopping you playing movie themes. We've never had someone play so many in one yeah. thing, but that's it. Movies can have more influence on music than you think. It's everyone's individual journey. Yeah, that's it. I think the music really made The Mandalorian because yes. it had hints of Star Wars, which brought the nostalgia, but it was different and it was just, it was good. Part of what made it so good. And as you said at the start, it's, it is the way. This is so, the way. Yeah, this is the way. But hey, um, don't forget, everyone, as you've heard, you can still get in touch with us on social media about all of the bandas and bits and pieces that you want to see and keep an eye on social media for more information on what's coming up in regards to our work with the Lindisfarne Festival and the up-and-coming DJ competition. So Indeed. made a mix. So made a mix if you want to play at Lindisfarne after Addy and Gav. Well, don't submit it yet because we haven't given you any details, but you can record a mix. You at can least half an hour. Them. Yeah, it has to be half an hour. Has to be half an hour, and it has to be banging <coughs> as fuck. You have to be totally on the wave about it. It's going to be class. Uh, speaking about being on the wave, the way we end things here at on the wave is with a bit of motherfucking science. So, Addy, what have you got for us this time? I'm out? just going straight in with some fucking sciencey clown call. Sciencey clown call. Yeah, it's back. There's nobody that does sciencey clown call better than Ed Cox. Yeah, he's a good guy. And he's this time he's talking about demons. Oh, what a beast of a tune. It's a beautiful, beautiful record. I love it. I love it dearly. And I know a few other people that listen to that I will also be high on their agendas for the day. On their list of joy joys for the day. As well right. as listening to the On The Rave podcast. Well, that's it. What, what a better way to fill your ears for a couple of hours on a weekend than listening to us two have conversations with people about tunes. Um, but in any case, it has been nice of all of you to stop by and spend some time listening to these two wallies talk shite with people about tunes. That being said, my name is Gav. I'm Addy. And we are now officially off the rave for the second time today.
from Alternate. Hi, this is Ian from Dream Frequency. This is Slipmat and you're in tune to the On The Rave. On The Rave. On The Rave. Podcast. Watch your bass fins, I'm telling you.